alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm going to announce why we're releasing an additional recording here this week. Uh, basically, Phil had the brilliant idea to release the election episode on Election Day. Very popular, actually. I was, I was surprised. It definitely got some action. Yep. Um, and we're still in the midst of the election. Currently, on Wednesday, patrons will be able to see the video version released early and then uh the rest of the community will be able to hear the audio of this on friday so i'm assuming i would hope by friday we'll kind of know who the next president of the united states is going to be who really knows um i'm i'm it's funny when i was watching it last night so minnesota is very democratic that's no big surprise um but every newscaster was basically saying like we don't know what Minnesota's doing, but they say they've got it all figured out. Every other state, they're like, yeah, we're we're doing mail-ins last or we're counting mail-ins first, whatever. And they're just like, Minnesota, we don't know what they're doing, but they're figuring it out. So I don't know what <laughs> Minnesota did, but they got it all figured out. Um, seems like Wisconsin, Michigan uh, lagging behind a little bit. Yeah, well, it's almost like they know that they're the important ones this year. <laughs> They uh, to bring tourism yeah. there. <laughs> well, no, not important in that way. No, <laughs> important as it comes to like the electoral college. But yeah, it looks like right now they're all still toss ups. I think Trump's ahead by a few hundred thousand votes in uh, each of those states. But from what it sounds like, they haven't counted a lot of those early votes and mail ins quite yet in uh, some of those states. So no, no, they I, think that they're going to be they think that Biden's going to catch up with some of those votes. But that lead looks pretty, I don't know. I Honestly, I think Trump might have this one in a squeaker. No, uh, I before you called, I was just watching it. Uh, Biden's ahead in Wisconsin and Michigan. Oh, Michigan now too? Yeah. I knew he had like a slight lead this morning in Wisconsin, but they didn't know because they weren't sure like how these new votes that were being counted right now. I know Pennsylvania, he was still down. And I thought Michigan, he was down by like 100,000, but yeah, oh, might yeah. have changed. Uh, yeah, I was just looking. I think in Michigan, he was up almost 100,000 at this point, but uh, or maybe it was less. I don't know. We'll worry about that later. But I need to issue an apology <laughs> to the state of Pennsylvania. Okay, not necessarily Pittsburgh, but I'm going to issue a, a, an apology to the state of Pennsylvania because I don't know if you've seen their lieutenant governor. No, he's I a, haven't. He's a look up videos of him. He is a badass. He looks like he probably was in some sort of metal band in <laughs> 2000s. And he is just like no holds barred, no bullshit. He is awesome. I'd recommend anybody look up videos of him. He's awesome. Not necessarily, The governor's, you know, kind of old or whatever, but the lieutenant governor, badass. Okay, so thank you, state of Pennsylvania, for electing that man. He is uh, he's great. He keeps referring to Trump's comments as an internet troll, so... It had me laughing pretty hard. Uh, but That's good. 
the story I wanted to tell was literally this morning. So Bianca, I woke up and Bianca's like, dude, I heard gunshots last night, right? Really? I don't, I don't live in a, I wouldn't say a dangerous area or anything. We usually don't get shootings or anything. And literally down the block, someone was shot. Like the whole area has ta- caution tapes. There's cops everywhere. There's little tents in the street. I think what happened was there must have been a dispute in the house. They shot the guy. He came outside bleeding out, and then the ambulance came and got him. I don't think he's dead, but he has multiple gunshot wounds. So, yeah, that just happened right up the street here. Um, So we're we're kind of (laughs) still waiting to see what the hell happened. Um, But it sounds like a couple of drunk boys or whatever, you know, one of them shot the other one. That's kind of what it's looking like. But Sounds I don't like know Arizona. Where... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in Minnesota? Usually we're pretty civil here. I, I don't know. But uh, it, I mean, I guess it fits the, the thing. How, ma- how many years ago was it? Like six or seven years ago, that officer, the police officer was shot in the head right up the street here. Do you, were, do you remember that? I remember you talking about it. Yeah, he he pulled over this meth head. The second the cop walked up to the car, the guy popped him in the head and killed him. That was uh, a few blocks from here. But other than that, generally we don't have very high crime around here, so I don't know. Yeah, you kind of live in a sleepy older people neighborhood. It's just just old people and then people with like kids, and then that's about it. Yeah, it's old people, a uh, very large Latin community. Uh, in in my area, there's that's why <laughs> there's amazing Mexican restaurants all around the area. Oh yeah, my God, so. Chipotle among them, of course. <laughs> there's you're also your neighbor who's an old guy but acts like a small child too. Oh, so. I I hate him so. I wish he would move away so bad, but he's like the second or third generation in that house, so he's probably not going anywhere. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember. He was, you guys have been living there for like two or three years and he was still trying to convince you to let him park in your garage, basically. He's still doing that. That's what I imagine. Like he literally just pulled a stunt like a few weeks ago. It's just, you know, you'd think once you get to like 50 years old, you'd grow up, but apparently that is not the case. No, definitely not. I wanted to ask, was it last Monday, Arizona Cardinals, Big victory over the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, that was the overtime victory. Um, I actually, I had to fall asleep. It was the Sunday night. I had to go to bed before they finished that game, but I was tracking on my phone. Yeah. How was the the state of Arizona after that? They, there's so many people who have come here from like other places, especially California. Mm. There's so many Raiders fans and there's not a ton of uh, Cardinals fans out really? here. I I started. I bought the hat. The hat looks cool. I really like the hat. That's I why like... I bought it. But I kind of started uh, rooting for Arizona just because I knew that they were going to be really good this year, especially after the D. Hopkins mm-hmm. um, crazy trade for you know some running back who doesn't have it anymore. I can't believe Houston did that. But yeah, um, among the Cardinals fans, I'd say they're pretty happy with how the season's going. Well, you know, Minnesota, we had a glorious uh, celebration this this last Sunday of the defeat of the rival 
Green Bay Packers, which yeah. doesn't in Lambeau Field that does not happen very much. No fans though. So True. there were very few fans, weren't there? I don't think there was any. Surprisingly, yeah. Wisconsin, you know, for they they're kind of like kind of care about the coronavirus, then kind of don't. So it's kind of like you don't know. I guess the stadium cares enough. Um, but yeah, there is not much of a home field advantage when you only have to drive like a couple hours to get to Green Bay, and there's no fans. Their so. their home field advantage generally is the cold, the fucking freezing cold, and it was snowing. Uh, during that game, you know it's weird. Like this whole week in Minnesota, it's been like sixty seventies, and it was just we got uh how many inches of snow like a week ago. I I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, today is I I'm gonna actually go to the pool today. Uh, this <laughs> might be the last time to get catch a tan at all because it's uh ninety three today, but it's gonna be seventies this weekend and then sixties next week. Ugh. So. We're we're in for our winner, our, our winner. Okay. Well, all the people walking around in shorts today, it's uh, you know, that's Minnesota winter summer, I guess. Yeah, it's um, I don't really know. I stayed in on. I wasn't feeling great Halloween night, so I just kind of stuck inside. Um, didn't really want to go to the bars that night. I think we recorded the election special on Halloween night. Yeah, I and after that, after I record, I have a headache. So I usually just, <laughs> I didn't go out. <laughs> Got to take a nap after your recording. Yeah, the, pretty much. So speaking of the conspiracy world, um, I'm sure this is a topic we might eventually get to. Have you ever watched either the documentaries about the missing 411? Uh, is it called Missing 411? Yeah. No, I haven't. So... This is kind of like a grand thing that's happening. It's not, I mean, it's kind of a conspiracy, not really, but there's been about 1,200 people have just straight up vanished or like been killed in really weird ways in the national parks. Have you ever heard oh, of really? this? I have heard of uh, like the net, like uh, they, they're not sure if it's serial killers, but like whatever groups are abducting people, I have heard that the national parks are getting hit. The national parks and apparently uh, Native American and indigenous Canadian like reservations now are really bad too. Now I think in the Canadian in Canada or is it Alaska the like little reservation area that has a lot of indigenous people getting killed? I think that might be what they think is the work of a serial killer. This is like you'll see somebody and then all of a sudden they're just gone. And they'll either never find a single remnant of their body or they'll find, like, pieces of their equipment, like, eight miles away. Like, somehow, and th this is like them traveling over a mountain or, or shit like that. Now, the, there's two of them, okay? There's the original missing 411, which is pretty good. It's, it's not great. But when you watch the second newer one called 411 The Hunted, it's on Amazon Prime for free, by the way. Um, that one's really good. The original one talks a lot about missing children. So you'll have like a little kid, right? He'll, he'll, a parent will see him. Then all of a sudden he turns around and he's gone and they'll find like either their body, like three years later in a place that they searched initially, or they'll mm -hmm. find like just their clothing and teeth and shoes somewhere. 
but no body, no blood, nothing. So a lot of these, like, they kind of lean on, could they be being abducted by, like, Bigfoot or, like, aliens, aliens. or something? Yeah, it's... The kids one, you can kind of see maybe, especially there was one of the big cases was, like, the grandpa who was supposed to be watching him doesn't seem to care at all that the kid's missing. And they had a sex offender there with them, so it's kind of like, all right, you can kind of see that one. But the second documentary, The Hunted, is like grown-ass adult hunters who are just vanishing into thin air. That one, to me, is really weird. You you wouldn't think they would do that. Yeah, it's I have heard theories that um, we talked about it on one of our Bigfoot episodes before, how they think that, like... These might not be Sasquatches. These might be some alien civilization mm-hmm. that, like, the UFO hunters don't really have uh, cataloged. So it might be just some big, in the dark, maybe a Sasquatch looks, you know, mm-hmm. kind of looks like a Bigfoot. Or uh, maybe these alien groups kind of look like a Bigfoot. But I have heard that these Sasquatches might be, like, um, like a scout or possibly something that kind of like the mothership just kind of sets down kind of like these Mm. probes just to either abduct people or do whatever kind of research that they want to do like on the ground. Have you, or or maybe that's not what they really look like. It's just, they kind of know our lore. So they don't want to look like aliens. So instead that's kind of another theory too, is aliens don't want to look like aliens. So they end up looking like an angel or a ghost or a Bigfoot. Or, you know, something that they want to be seen, but they want to see how the people react to seeing these weird things. So I've also heard that, too. Did you watch Hellier? Hellier on... On Amazon Prime. Possibly. What was it about? <laughs> the, I, the I watch a lot of shit, so... <laughs> the Hopskit... They call them, like, the Hop Hopkinville Goblins or the Kentucky Goblins... No, I haven't. So I would recommend watching that, but the 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 thing that they kind of lean on is in some of these cave systems that go across the U.S., especially in Kentucky, there could be some sort of creature living in there, um, and they kind of lean on it could be like a uh, an alien species that's been living in these cave systems because people go missing there as well. Um, and I guess you could kind of correlate that to the missing 411, too, if you connect the dots. But the problem with Hellier, and this is my biggest problem with it, is and it seems like a trap that most paranormal fall into. They have really good evidence and leads leading one direction. Then all of a sudden they get extremely weird about it. Like, I hate when they do that. Well, I was going to say something before, but now I'll say this, too. One of the things that these documentaries do is... They'll take all the evidence that they have and they'll separate out their best evidence, their most logical, you know, whatever. And then that will become the lead. And then gradually it'll just get it's the uh, the ancient aliens thing where they they first present something very, you know, you could you could see this as maybe being true. You could see this as being plausible. And then it just gets worse and worse. (laughs) Like if you actually watch an ancient aliens, if you could watch it from the end to the beginning, you would probably turn it off right away because you'd be like, oh, man, Mm -hmm. just as the worst unorganized evidence that they led with. But since they lead with the good stuff first, Mm -hmm. and then it kind of uh, makes you think, oh, well, that's plausible. That's a little bit less plausible, but 
because that shit was at first, you know, yeah. because I had my steak first, you know, I'm gradually moving into the food that I don't like. It's kind of like with the information. <laughs> also, goblins in Kentucky, how could you like distinguish them from just normal looking <laughs> Kentuckians? It's a little, I mean, there are some decent folk out there. They have, I, I imagine they live in the cities, but sometimes, sometimes I wish we still talked to Jimmy and we could like straight up ask him, like, have you ever heard of these goblins? Because everybody in Kentucky apparently has heard about these fucking goblin things. Was it just in the area that these goblins are said to live? Because sometimes if those like sometimes if the local residents are making money off of like this supposed paranormal thing, you'll find like a lot of people believe in it. You have to really go. It's just like Roswell. You have to go talk to the kids. No, where where Hellier is, if you were to think of what, like Hellier, they talk about all these legends, but like nobody visits there. Mm. It'd be like if you went to oh, it's Kentucky. <laughs> it's almost like if you were to either go to Lime Springs or Chester, and you start asking about around about some mythical legend there, like the people don't really know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I gotcha. And they have one of the telltale signs, too, that I think's kind of with Bigfoot, you hear, is like the child crying thing. You've heard of that before, right? Yeah, how is it Sasquatch can mask its own kind of like not roar, but its own mm -hmm. sounds mm -hmm. to sound like a human being? Mm -hmm. That's basically one of the legends. It's like some of these abandoned mine shafts or like caves, they people will like hear like a little kid crying or like a little girl talking or something like that. Almost like trying to get you to go in there. It's uh, it's kind of interesting. And the, the thing that they kind of connect on Hellier is like the incidences that are happening there with kind of the stuff that happened with Mothman, which is kind of interesting. Okay. Um, I watched, I've been watching a lot of weird paranormal documentaries this week. I don't, I've just been in the mood for that. I watched the Mo Mothman of Mount, or the Mothman of Point Pleasant. It's a good documentary on Amazon as well. It's got, okay. It, it, uh, they talk to a lot of the people who are like there when it happened and like the museum people and stuff. It's kind of, it's really, I don't know. There's some weird shit that happened there during the 67. I think it was 67 when that all happened. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think about uh, hearing like little kids voices or crying or something like that. Have you ever heard? It's it's horrible to hear. Have you ever heard the sound of a rabbit being killed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is horrifying. It's gut wrenching. It sounds as if like a little kid is being torn apart. Mm -hmm. It is fucking absolute terrible. I wonder if that could be somebody who isn't like out in the country often, if they're out camping and they hear that, mm. I wonder, cause they might not know like what that sound is. I remember we were at Eric's house one time and Eric's house is just outside of town and it's kind of up on a hill, but you can kind of hear things that are like all around. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a sound, there was a, it was a dying rabbit somewhere out there and it sounded gut wrenching. It was. If, if anybody horrible. wants to hear it, turn on the outdoors channel because that's the, they use that noise to lure in coyotes, I think, and wolves if they're hunting them. Yeah. It's. You, you ever seen that device they use? No, I haven't. So it, it's basically like it emits the noise, right? Mm -hmm. 
And then it has like this spinning thing on the top that looks like a rabbit flailing. You know. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because that then the coyote who's this kind of a scavenger is like, oh, free prey, whatever. So I don't. Yeah. I heard that someone sent me a link that uh, they. I think it was Trump who passed a nationwide thing so you can hunt wolves more or something like that. I know that was um, the chick from Alaska. Um, <laughs> I can see Russia from my yard, lady. Oh, she Palin? Was, Palin was in, uh, in favor of that, too. The... Hunting more wolves. I guess she was the one they made fun of for hunting wolves from a, a helicopter. So, Oh, my God. You know what? Like in Minnesota, they had hunted wolves to like the brink of extinction within the state. And over Timberwolves, the last, yeah. Yeah, in the last 20 years, they've been like inching their way back. And now all of a sudden there's maybe a kind of healthy population like really far north. Now they mm-hmm. want to kill them all again. I know, I just don't get it. I f- well, up in the range up in that uh, the really thick forested area where I, my old boss, when I worked at Jimmy John's up in West St. Paul was saying you could basically get, there's so much forest up there, up in Northeast uh, Minnesota. And that like that whole area is so big and there's so many animals up there. I imagine Timberwolves would probably come back there first. But the thing, I, here's what I feel like, like obviously a wolf to me is a very pretty animal mm-hmm. and wouldn't it feel like you're shooting a dog? Well, I mean, like I couldn't I don't picture think, going. I don't think a dog. like a, a hunter would really care that much. It's a it's a wolf. It's not a dog. <laughs> it's not a domesticated dog. Um, wolves they've actually reintroduced into. I think it might have been Yellowstone uh, because it the the animals that the wolf used to prey on were getting out of control and then disease and lack of food and so they brought the wolves back in and it like a wolf like keeps the ecosystem healthy the you know keeps all the animal populations down and the rabbits and i think they even eat deer and stuff like that but yeah and and a lot of those animals too like coyotes a lot of people like want to shoot all the coyotes because they eat the chickens and the small Mm -hmm. animals and but they actually, we don't have a lot of like dead animals just laying around because coyotes drag them off. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so I mean, you don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of dead carcasses everywhere <laughs> because of that. So it's nice. It's, it's free, um, uh, roadside cleanup. You got to exactly. think of it that way. You know, my, my redneck cousin, Josh, he loves hunting coyotes. Like mm-hmm. that's his thing, but you know him. He's kind of, yeah redneckish i guess you would say uh, <laughs> he's redneck in its perfect form yeah it's uh yeah he's the old school type of person who will like shoot cats and like shoot wild dogs and mm. uh, there's people like that it's not that's not i couldn't do it i couldn't look in the face of those animals and just blow them away yeah it's uh it's a little bit different when it's like a wild animal, I yeah. guess. But when it's someone's pet, that's kind of the feeling I have when I, when you see just a like a back living in Iowa, when you'd see like a badger or like a raccoon or a beaver like just crossing the road, and you hit it, you wouldn't feel bad. But if it was like a cat or a dog, hmm. you'd feel bad because it was like it was somebody's pet. 
You yeah. Know? Like, that's somebody's dog. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend hitting raccoons or badgers, because they'll fuck your car up, by the way. Oh, the bigger ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I That, you know, I guess that's a benefit about living in the city. You don't have to worry about wild animals running across the road. Like... Let's clarify Just, here for Phil. You're not actively trying to hit them. Sometimes no. they just literally dart out and you'd have to have the stopping. I don't, You'd have to have unbelievable stopping power to avoid them. Especially where you most likely are going to run them over is on a gravel road. Yeah. And there's no way you're not you're not stopping for nothing on a gravel road very quickly. When, so. it, when I lived in Iowa, I can't count how many times you'd be going like 60 and this rabbit, like, he, it's like he teleports in front of your car. Like, I, you know, it, it sucks, but it's like, I don't know what else you can do. Um, I, I was trying to think of something that can stop really quick, but I don't think there is anything in the world that can stop that fast. Yeah, I remember leaving your house and then going back to my house down Oak Avenue. And there was a time where I saw it was in the ditch and I saw like a pair of eyes and I thought it was a deer at first. But it turns out it was just like the mama raccoon. And all of a sudden there was like 20 pairs of eyes that like followed behind it. Mm. And it was a whole family of raccoons. And I swerved a little bit. I think I might have gotten like a couple of them accidentally. But yeah, it was an entire like a like a fucking line of these little raccoons that just like ran across the road. Mm -hmm. You know what? I saw a message. I think it was a PSA from PETA, right? Mm-hmm. And they were comparing eating meat to stopping on the side of the road, picking up roadkill and taking it home to eat it. I'm just like, okay, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, just right? a little bit. Right. I, if you want to be vegetarian, vegan, I, I do it. You know, technically, I think you probably will live longer than us. But uh, I don't. I, I kind of love meat. I love it. You know. You'll live longer, but your life won't be as fulfilled as <laughs> someone who enjoys a nice porterhouse steak every once in a while. I, I mean, you can probably grow year round. Have you? I I think I might have talked about this with with Adam last week. We had uh, New York strip, and mm. I yeah, I like to I prefer grilled steak. Obviously, I think most people do, but I had yeah. to make it in a cast iron pan. Proved to be a lot more difficult um, than grilling. Have you ever done that? Yeah. So mm, I live in an apartment complex. I do have a grill for the community just outside my, like the building that I live in, but I'd rather just kind of cook it in my house because then I don't have to go outside and see anyone. (laughs) Um, But I do like to grill because it uh, cooks the meat like inside a little bit more. Mm. Um, When I do it in a, I have a, I I don't have a cast iron, but I just have a regular skillet and I sear the outside really good, but it's still, I I like to get the thicker steak and it's still like pretty purple in the middle. Mm. So it's kind of hard to get it to where you have, you're supposed to get it really, really hot. But if you get it too hot, then you just burn the outside and then the inside is still like lukewarm and purple. Mm-hmm. Like not even not even like red. It's still purple. It's pretty much. Well, wait, so. how do you how do you like your steak? Red. Yeah, like I rare. Can... Well then, as yeah. Then still still mooing. <laughs> I still want to be able to take taste the last bit of fucking grass that it was eaten before <laughs> it died. I will give it this. The a cast iron pan is 
you know, it's obviously one of the oldest forms of cooking in, and it is brilliant. It works great, especially for steak, because you can get a cast iron pan so fucking hot, and it won't burn, though, because it mm. distributes the heat really well. So it works really good in that fashion, um, because we had it where it's like an eighth of an inch of it was cooked really good on the outside, and then the middle was still pretty rare, so... But it was like lukewarm rare, so it was really good. And it wasn't bleeding or anything, which was, uh, which must have meant we cooked, we seared it enough to keep those juices locked inside, so it was really tender. Yeah, that's usually what you're going for. Um, my problem is I try to turn down the heat and then cook the middle, and I accidentally put it on for too long, and it's like, well, yeah, I don't want that. Because all the juices escape when it's well. It's it, so dry. So it, uh, Yeah, I think the secret is um, get it super fucking hot. Leave it on there for about three to four minutes. Flip it. Leave it for three to four minutes. And then uh, let it do not get it out of the pan. Do not touch that bitch for 10 minutes at least. Uh, Ashley showed us a really good trick. I don't know if you've ever tried it. I know you love salt. You put mm. a thick thick coating of salt salt on the top of it and let it sit for like 20 minutes um and is that before you cook it before you cook it yeah and it gets this really nice like salt crust over the top of it and if you don't like salt that much you can like scrape it off it works what i like really to good. do is i like to smear butter like mm. all over it and then salt and pepper the fuck out of it and then it gets this like like coating around mm. it it's really, really good. good never be when it comes to steak never be afraid of salt Salt and pepper. Yeah, it's good. It's, I don't know what, what it is about beef. Like every other meat, you can oversalt the shit out of it, but like a steak, I don't know. You just cannot oversalt it. I, I don't know why that is, but it, it's kind of a weird dynamic here. So, Phil, I guess I've been ranting off here. What do you, <laughs> what are some topics you wanted to talk about? Oh, well, I mean, it is Wednesday. It's honestly, it's my favorite holiday ever. Um, Number two is the day after Christmas because we're done hearing all the Christmas music and seeing the Christmas ads, but we're done with all the campaign ads. Mm. So that is my favorite time. Like every, every four years or two years when the campaigns are done, you're done seeing the campaign ads. So yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm happy with that. No text messages today. Yep. Uh, I got actually a phone, a phone call today and it looked like it was from the regular telemarketers and not the it's probably the same fucking people <laughs> but not anyone trying to take a poll or trying to get me to vote for any certain candidate so pretty yeah. happy with that the uh it, it's a glorious day when you are like thankfully the regular telemarketers that i'm gonna ignore anyway have have officially returned oh yeah i i, I went through and deleted all my text messages today i had about 40 of them from random things regarding x y and z political ad um, mm -hmm. I don't know why they introduced themselves if they were just giving you a generic, uh, political, ad. like they're like, Hey, this is Joyce from X, Y, and Z, but can you vote for this, this, and this? Like, bitch, I don't know you. It doesn't matter if you're Joyce or John or what the fuck. Oh, I heard the good news for you. What? Oh, the marijuana legislation? You, you, yeah, dude. You're going to have to get your Rastafarian hat out. <laughs> you're going to have to get all your Bob Marley records ready. You're going to have Stoner Central there, man. 
Well, not exactly me, but there are quite a few. Well, actually, from when I used to live down at ASU, they were all talking about it. When I lived at ASU, it was 2016, and that bill, the same bill failed, but they reworded it now to make it seem like they weren't going to have it be like everywhere. But you know, once that shit gets legalized here, they're going to have stores everywhere, just like in Colorado. So, uh, Wasn't it the first time that I remember, I could be wrong, is... The first pass of it, they were trying to do what they tried to do in Ohio, where they were going to give the entire cannabis industry to like four companies and nobody Mm. else could touch it. See, that's why I remember that's why Ohio turned it down is because they were trying to immediately turn it into a corporation that had control over all of it. Nobody else could touch it. And there couldn't be any small farms or like small dispensaries or anything. Maybe that happened in Arizona. I, I don't know. So the wording on this year, because I went and voted and it was on the ballot, the wording was it's legal to have up to an ounce on a person and it's legal to have six plants in your house for personal consumption. It didn't say anything about buying it from anywhere. It didn't say anything about legally being able to sell it. So I don't know, like you can have it, but I don't know if it's legal to sell it. I don't know if it's legal to transport enough around to sell i don't know if you can like get it from a store or what's going on there well i I have no idea it kind of sounds like the other states because i think california um uh colorado i think you can only buy up to an ounce at a time yeah and it has to be just for personal use um the i don't know because i think that's a problem they had with it last time is because it would have opened it up for it to be people really don't want to see it in every strip mall, which is the case you have in like Denver Mm. where every single open storefront was turned into a marijuana dispensary. So I think that's what they're worried about here. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I guess it's, uh, I mean, I, I think Seattle, when I was there, they had like, specific stores for it i didn't i mm-hmm. didn't but i didn't go into malls or anything so i don't really know yeah that's what they're worried about i think is because it happens in these strip malls apparently in arizona in where i live it's there is no there is a few like really big malls but every single where the big roads kind of are at a crossroad there's like all strip malls all around there and i think they're worried about dispensaries opening up in all of those strip malls you know what I got most excited about seeing? What's that? Was there was two states, I don't remember which ones, but they were they had on the ballot voting for the tiered voting system. Which, was that in Minnesota? No, 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 no. That, okay. I think it was Alaska and maybe like Maryland or something like that. I think if the U.S. could move to that, so you vote based on a ranking system. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that would really help third-party candidates out because right now you only get one vote. Mm -hmm. And so with the tiered ranking system, say you really liked some third-party candidate, but you knew they weren't going to win. This way, if they get like – I think it's less than like 10 or 15%, then your second choice gets picked, Mm -hmm. which means your vote won't count for nothing. And I think that's the big worry about voting third-party right now. Right. If you – like if if – for the patrons that can see this, um, we have Barry Satiro, we have Chef Ramsey, and Phil and I, right? So let's say mm-hmm. we have a voting system. Your number one candidate's Phil, Barry, 
chef, and then me. Okay, so, and then the next guy's top is like Phil, uh, chef, me, Barry. That would mean that essentially, uh, Phil would be number one, and then Ramsey would be number two. So it's kind of, it's, I think it's a really great system. I think this is how Britain does it. I'm pretty sure. They have like, I know there's other countries that have this tierless voting, so you don't just feel like, well, if I don't, I have to vote Democrat or I have to vote Republican. Otherwise, whatever. You can kind of rank them. Otherwise, I might as well not even have showed up. Yeah, so. That's the problem right now. I, it's a good sign. It's a great sign. And uh, I heard the drug thing in Oregon as well. Where they're decriminalize decriminalizing ev- like everything, all the drugs, so uh, it, you won't be thrown into prison, but they'll give you. They're working towards putting you into a rehabilitation center. Yeah, I think that's what they should be working on anyway, because they claim it's to help people, but then they just send them off to private prisons, mm. and it's a revolving door of once you get out you end up getting institutionalized and you just come right back in. So I, I, yeah, that's kind of the American way, I guess. The, there's a lot of other countries that actually actively work towards rehabilitating, you know, uh, someone who's committed a crime of some sort with, which especially for drugs, if you're just going to jail, like you're not really fixing the underlying problem of probably why you're addicted to those drugs in the first place. Yeah, you know, so, but I, I guess America's kind of cut and dry in that in that aspect where they're just like, well, you did it, you pay for the crime, you know. Yeah, especially I mean, a lot of these, like a lot of these laws. So when it comes to like making drugs illegal, making drugs not illegal, they have them put on schedules. So there's some drugs where they're like, oh yeah, it's uh, like this has some medical uses, so it's a schedule two. And then it's like, oh, this one is dangerous and has no medical uses. It's it's scheduled one, but they don't really care. Like, so a a new drug comes along and they don't know anything about it. They just know that people want it. So they put it on schedule one and it's like, well, you didn't even do any research on it. You don't know if it has any, you know, medical purposes. So then you end up getting like, I think it's cocaine and heroin, which are on schedule two, but you get marijuana, which is on schedule one, even though like marijuana cocaine or heroin and cocaine are like so much more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like they still find medical uses for those. And, you know, well, I mean, it's, uh, per- it's pretty obvious the opioid crisis, whether that's um, illegal heroin, whatever, or pills. Elite, yeah. Pills, which I think it's the pills that then morph into the, the street level drugs, which I think is the problem. Um, and there's a lot of people you wouldn't expect who get hurt, get addicted to those, and then morph into that. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, know? that was the problem in the military was people would get hurt and then they would go to the hospital and it'd be like, well, how about, you know, you're going to have some pain with this. And it's like, well, you could just give them some Tylenol three and tell them to take it easy. But it's like, well, they have to get back to work. So here's some fucking Percocet and some suck it the fuck up, you know? And then they give the way. So when I had my wisdom teeth taken out, they gave me like three weeks of Percocet and I only had pain for a day and a half. Mm. And it's like, I ended up just, they just kind of sat in the back of my medicine cabinet for 
I think two years. Mm -hmm. And then they gave me more Percocet when I broke my toe. And I only had pain for the next day, like the next day after I broke my toe. But I had like two weeks of Percocet. And it's like, well, do I really need like, I think it was like 15 pills, including the one that they gave me when I um, got my walking boot, they gave me one. And then they gave me a bottle with 14 more. It's like, I only needed like two. (laughs) And then you could have given me Tylenol. Like... What? It's like, oh, well, you might have pain. What? Well, I, you might get fucking addicted to this shit, and then you're a fucking... And then once you get addicted to it, they're like, well, pff, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, why are you addicted to this shit? It's like, well, you gave it to me. Yeah. You know? I'm not... That's why I, I don't, that's why I don't take pills. Any, anytime a doctor gives me pills, I don't take them. That, see, this is the thing. I don't want to sound high and mighty here or anything. I just, like, when I was in my car crash and stuff, Mm. I just told them straight up because they did inject me with uh, fentanyl at first, like right after it, because I actually was in an extreme amount of pain because I had a concussion and my fucking shoulder was broke, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. whatever. I got sick as fuck after like 30 minutes. But when I was in the hospital and afterwards, you know, I told them I was just kind of like, well, how I figured it out was they kept saying, you need to take these stool softeners. And I'm like, I was in a car crash. Why do I you want me to shit so bad? Well, they were under the assumption that I was on all these opioids, which makes you constipated, which means you'd have to take all these stool softeners. And I'm just like, I don't I don't want to take that because of all the people I've seen fall yeah. into this trap and then they're really addicted. And then you just it's like a terrible cycle. So I'm just like just give me Tylenol or ibuprofen. I'll, I'll be fine. If it's a problem later on, then we can go from there. But it's like, I got asked like four fucking times to take stool softeners. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I had a friend in the military and he had uh, some PTSD. He had some pain from some things and some depression. So they were giving him like, they gave him like four pills five pills for that stuff. Mm. And then it's like, well, okay, this is going to cause this. This is going to cause this. And this is going to cause this. So here's like five more things. And then he came back three weeks later and they gave him Viagra. And like, well, your dick might work, not work because of uh, all these pills you're taking. And he's like, well, it works fine, but I'll take it. Thank you. You know, <laughs> like they just, they give you pills. And then it's like, well, we know they cause these side effects. So here's these other pills. And it's like, well, isn't there maybe another way we can go about this? Rather yeah. than you go from someone who, and they didn't even ask him what his lifestyle was like because the motherfucker he drank way too much, mm. so he would take these pills and drink the normal amount of liquor Oof. that he would normally drink, and he would turn into a fucking zombie. Like we yeah. had to end up, we dumped out all of his alcohol because we were afraid he was going to fucking kill himself with mixing pills and mixing, and it was all pills. That the doctors knew he was taking, but they didn't ask, do you also drink a lot? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he did. Yeah. And God, one day I ended up dumping out all of his alcohol and he was super pissed. But luckily he was pretty much a zombie on the couch, so he couldn't do shit. <laughs> but yeah, like that. So here's the now, other. Oh, I was going to say okay. he got out of the military. Now I think he just smokes weed. That's okay. pretty much it. Well, so. I mean, that's a much better road than he was on. Yeah. Now you make me wonder, does the military or do you think pharmaceutical companies like pay the military to just unload pills? They don't need to. It's all 
done by Congress and shit. So these pharmaceutical companies get in the back pocket of, you know, the Senate, the House, obviously, they're already there. And then it's like, well, you know, we need an outlet for these pills. So then it just kind of feeds itself pretty much is what I imagine. Uh, you know, it, w- it was only a few years ago is that I think Adam told me we're the only country in the world that has medication television ads. And when you stop and think about it, you're kind of like, yeah, that is kind of fucking weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's- well, I mean, it's it's legal to advertise those drugs on television. But when's the last time you saw like tobacco or like you see some hard liquor ads and you see beer ads, but they're only allowed to be shown certain programs, certain times of the day. We have regulations on those, but then there's these, you know, they put them on. If you watched like daytime television ever, they put them on during the day for these housewives (laughs) or these, you know, these people who, who sit around at home and they have like, you know, their kids are all off at school and, they're just like, do you feel depressed? And it's like, yeah, I do. Cause I have, you know, they're sitting at home mm. and then it's like, well, you need this pill. Tell your doctor. It's like, when the fuck have I ever told my doctor anything? I don't go to the doctor because <laughs> luckily I'm healthy and well, like, you should get a physical. Every knock year. on woods. You should. Yeah, get I know I should. Year. The last one I had was when I left the military four years, but. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is something I think everybody should do. And I think that's generally free. Um, it's kind of uncomfortable, but <laughs> it's, it's not kind, the best experience. It, here's no. the thing. Like if you just get the physical, yeah, get over, it's uncomfortable, whatever they test your blood, but that can make such a difference in catching anything you might have. Like if they, if you catch it in early stages, like you could avoid cancer, you could avoid or not avoid it, but like you could get, you know, it could make a big difference unless you, until, uh, you you know you procrastinate until you have stage four cancer of some kind or something. Then that's uh, yeah. yeah. Then you're like maybe I should have just went and got a physical earlier. But hopefully we'll be hopefully one day medical technology will advance far enough where it's like okay I can just they can just tell me right away what's wrong with me. I don't have to have a doctor touch my genitals or anything. Here's the thing about. My whole, all of the men in my family live to be 73 and then done. So I expect to be relatively healthy up until about my 60s. And then like right now I'm like plateaued at this nice, healthy, not great kind of level. And then once I hit my 60s, I'm just going to fall off the fucking (laughs) wagon. I know my knees are going to be done. My hips are probably going to be done too, possibly. Probably have to get all of that replaced. And then after that, I'll just fucking, you know, my arteries will harden and I'll just pass out, pass away. So they just turn into cement. That's the old yep. way. Uh, it so, is bacon. Gotta love it. So you don't think that by the time you get that age, they might not have like Android legs or something they can install on you? Well, no, they probably will. That's probably what I'll end up getting my knees replaced with is goddamn the, uh, <laughs> the, what do they call that? Um, Cy- is like cybernetic legs. Cy- cyborg. Yeah, I'll be a cyborg. Look, uh, what is that one movie? Ghost in no, Ghost in the Shell. Okay, mm-hmm. where you have like the human robot hybrid. Everybody's connected to the internet. That's probably a reality that can very possibly happen in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
you you can't count on that kind of shit because we thought that they would have all this shit cured by now. If you would have asked somebody in the nineties, been like, what do you think they're going to have cured by 2020? And it's like, well, fucking, you know, cancer's gone. AIDS is gone. This is gone. This is gone. And we have cured some things, but really medicine has been pushed in a different Avenue since like the eighties, nineties to where they don't really cure anything anymore. It's more about keeping you alive and taking their medication. So we don't really see cures for things. I thought we I, see suspension. Uh, I thought I did see something, a news article recently about they kind of cured somebody of HIV. Maybe I thought I had seen something like something about they had gotten a person where they didn't have it and they couldn't transmit it or something like that anymore after they did have it. I don't. Something like that. I don't know. I, AIDS is really tricky because of how it works, right? It hides in your mm-hmm. cells and stuff. Well, it becomes, it turns your, like the, your body has these cells that it uses to fight off infections. And it basically turns those cells into little HIV factories, you know, mm. that pump out. Once they explode, they pump out more and more and then it just infects. Mm. So they really have to figure out some way. I had an idea that maybe in the future, they might figure out a way to completely deplete someone of those cells, like put them in a, put them in a bubble for like six months, completely eradicate all those cells until the AIDS is finally out of their body, replenish those cells. But who knows where it hides? It might hide in the fucking spinal cord. I don't know anything about it, but I was just <laughs> thinking like, that might be an idea for something for well, they can do. But okay, don't go crazy and like try this sometime, Phil. No, I don't, <laughs> dude. I have a I have a normal human being job. I like to write things, and that's about it. I have no. Maybe you should write a, a sci-fi book about the future. Maybe that'd be right up Phil's future. Yeah, that would, I need to. I need happen? to start writing more. Doing this is my nice creative outlet right now, but doing that would be pretty fun. Writing a whole book, having no one read it. <laughs> hey, you don't know that. It's no, easier no. than ever to get your work out there. That's what they have Wattpad. They have what I don't remember and, what the other one is. And it's easier than ever for people to overlook it, too. So there's that. Yeah. There's so much fucking crap out there right now. They were talking, I was reading this article about how they thought that with the advent of like the Amazon putting all of these electronic books, like anyone, you can basically L. Ron Hubbard it. L. Ron Hubbard it, where first draft, best draft, just throw it out on the market. Yep. And they thought, oh, it's going to cause like a mass uptick in readership and it's going to cause this and we're going to have so many more authors out there. And then it turns out people realize, like these scammers were realizing that these authors were putting out their own books and actually making money. So what they would do is they would just first draft, best draft it, mm-hmm. put out some of the crap. So now Amazon books like is completely full of all of this crap. And it's hard to distinguish the good stuff from the bad stuff because all that you get is a description and a cover face. So that's why you got to always download the sample, read yeah, it a little first before you buy read. it. Give it a little read. Oh yeah, the uh, obviously on Bumble, but I read erotica. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a cesspool of that on Amazon. Like, if you're into that, you must be living on cloud nine because. Everything you can imagine's on there. Someone wrote a erotica about the coronavirus being sexy for God's sakes, like 
Yeah, there's a lot of great documentaries about that on uh, Pornhub right now. So <laughs> coronavirus. Oh, the uh, yeah, the Corona porn. Oh. They have uh, the little storylines about that going. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any of that yet. Maybe so. It's compelling. It's compelling series, huh? No, I, I haven't really watched any of it either. <laughs> but I've seen I've seen the title faces quite a bit. But yeah, you know the. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say for that, uh, the reading of erotica, that would be funny if you guys had, I was thinking about this the other day, you guys, if you guys had like a contest for listeners to like submit their own, that'd be pretty funny. That that's a genius idea, actually. Um, I was going to ask you quick, maybe we'll round out this subject here. So Bianca showed me, I don't think I talked about this yet, where Chef Ramsey's on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. And you cook meals. And then he'll reply to you, telling you what you did right or wrong. Have you? Have you? Did I talk about this at all? No, you haven't. I don't really do TikTok, so I don't either. But what it, they? I the video I saw of him. This guy's like showing how he likes to cook this particular piece of meat, and Chef is like burning the shit out of it. <laughs> Chef, uh, Chef Ram's like, "Ooh, it's burnt. Ooh, it's burnt." He's like, no, you don't. Uh, you've too much salt, this and that, and it is pretty funny. That would be funny if you just took like random food items, like you started off the meal correctly, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like, and a can of Hormel chili, <laughs> just dumped <laughs> it on, <laughs> I don't and think... just pissed them off. Oh, plenty of cheddar cheese, a lot of cheddar cheese on there. Those are two very fill ingredients. What's that? Uh, Hormel chili and cheddar cheese. Yeah, hell yeah. Do you, I do like uh, I do like chili, but with cinnamon, the cinnamon buns, and and then cheese goes with it. So yeah, I suppose nobody believes us, but it's a spectacular combo. My mom posted a uh, picture on Facebook. It was of a uh, a bowl made out of uh, like a cinnamon bun, mm -hmm. and it was filled with chili with cheese on top, and it looked fucking amazing. That would be good. This sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. Um. Does I, I does Arizona have different type of chili than like you, you usually would have had in the Midwest? It's spicier, spicier. and there's a lot more peppers in it. Like Is, so, back home you wouldn't really put chopped up like habaneros mm. or jalapenos are considered like mild out here compared to what else <laughs> they they use. Back home, if there was a jalapeno in a chili, it would probably kill half the people at the contest. <laughs> but here, if there's just jalapenos in it, people would be like, oh, this is bland, mild but, as hell. But like outside of the spiciness, like some places have it thicker. Some people have it more runny. Some mm. people have more beans. Some people have more meat. The going thing that I've seen here is thinner. Like the sauce is thinner. But there's a lot more like meat chunks and meat and beans and stuff in it. Mm. So it's a it's like a soup with a lot of like stuff. Like back home, it's paste with not a lot of stuff in it. Here, it's like a soup with a lot of stuff in it. So that's the big difference, I think. Um, I've heard of some chili with no beans in it. I couldn't imagine. I love beans in my chili. I do like it when someone cooks it like that. But if you're getting it like from the store, like in a can... Not having, I don't like the way that beans taste in the chili when they've been canned. So if someone cooks it, like say if you're at a contest and someone cooks it from scratch, beans is a really good thing to have in it. But if I'm making it at home, like from a can, I won't 
I'll get the no beans. I don't know if I've ever had canned chili. Yeah, they have some pretty good, um, pretty good kinds. There's there's one with like a deer, like a stag on the on the label. That's a pretty good one. That's the one that I usually get. I don't know which one that would be. It's a- I think it's called stag chili. <laughs> I guess I would fit the uh, picture on there. No, that like my sister makes really good chili. Um, mm-hmm. But she's more on the, she's kind of in the middle ground between liquidy and thick. But my friend Naomi, man, she makes some of the best chili, but hers is like really thick, like really full of shit in it. It's really, it's really good. That's how my mom's chili is too. It's kind of a, the more Midwestern. It's the big pot and it's like thick, really thick. Not like, not like ketchup thick. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. I think that's more of a, uh, I I don't think Texas makes it that way, but I think like the Carolinas and stuff make it that way. Yeah. It's a- Well, I mean, I would love if I ever went to like a Packers game or like a Vikings <laughs> game, I would love just like when you walk around and get all the food, obviously non-COVID times, but when they have like all the brats, like my mm. favorite foods are out there, like the brats and cheddar brats and the like the chili and everything like that. Maybe really good. Wait, have you Carol- never- What's that? Have you never been to the Cardinals stadium? I have, but it's not about the tailgating as mm, much okay. in for Cardinals. Um, honestly, the Cardinals games, we haven't been very good. Like pre-corona, we weren't very good. So when we would play the, the Steelers, it'd be mostly Steelers fans. We'd play the Raiders. It'd be all Raiders fans. So there's not really like a local, not a lot of love for the local Cardinals out here. Okay. So. But I'm saying but, like the stadium food. Oh, it's all commercial shit. Mm. It's it's the fast food shit. It's it's the um you don't really get the like the local shit like you do in other stadiums. You're gonna get like there's like I think popcorn, mm. pretzels, <laughs> fucking, you know, nachos, that kind of shit. Some of the mm. some of the like I've been to the brand new Viking Stadium one time. I've been to Twins Field one time. Uh, the St. Paul Saints, I've been there a few times, which is like the little independent baseball league or whatever. But they have like some, it's basically like local restaurants who have installed their little bays inside of the stadium. It's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I'd really like to go to the new Minnesota Stadium. That'd be really cool to see. It's uh, they, uh when you... they need to re- they need to rename it the Walter Mondale. <laughs> I think they do. Get US Bank off of there, put Walter Mondale on there. I don't even know anybody who shops or uses US Bank, but I guess maybe it's okay. Yeah, I'm still with Wells Fargo. Those mm. thieving fucking bastards. They haven't fucked me over yet though. Who's, so who has Wells Fargo Stadium? There's a few different places. Um yeah, Wells Fargo. There, uh, there's a ton of places. I know. Um, there's a there's quite a few. I can't think of just one right now, but I know I've seen it. Uh, there's a lot of places. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So before we get out of here, last predictions, Phil. Obviously, the Gophers are in a pit of despair. The Hawkeyes are in a pit of despair. Are they winning this <laughs> weekend? Are they winning <laughs> this week? They are playing against Michigan State, I believe, and no. <laughs> because Michigan State, they're coming off high off of their win off of Michigan. They've got something to prove. Um, everyone's honestly, Kirk Ferentz, I think he's done. Um, 
everyone's starting to transfer out of Iowa. Our best wide receiver, Smith Marset, just got a fucking OWI. So we don't have him. He was our only playmaker at the wide receiver position. We have two good running backs, but they split time and we don't seem to put them in a good rhythm. So I don't think we're going to win this weekend. Honestly, we might go. It's a throwaway season. We might be lucky to go like two and six this year, but I think there's going to be a new coach next year, a new program for the next two to three years. So I think well, that takes like hope, four hopefully, years. Yeah, it's going to take like three or four years after this year. So mm. hopefully they can get Bob Stoops to come back and be our head coach. But it's going to be a while. Um, you think Kurt Ferentz is done? Yeah. Hasn't and he been his, there like 20 years? What's that? Hasn't he been there like 20 years? 21 years. Yeah. It's There's just yeah. too much scandal now. And it's he's just done. But I mean... I don't know. It's we've got Northwestern coming up. We've got Purdue coming up. Minnesota looked like they were coming up, but they've no. fucking taken a step back. Mm. Wisconsin, they might not even play enough games to go to the championship this year. 22, so. 22 kids with coronavirus there. Yep. And it's a three week thing. So if they don't play at least, what is it, five games, they're out of it. Oh, really? I've heard, yeah. I've heard they're trying to figure that out now because Wisconsin, they might not play enough games. They could be undefeated at 4-0, but fuck them. They, well, you know. well, you know what? Uh, if you're a college athlete, here's some advice. Don't go to the damn parties after the game, um, and you'll yeah. probably be playing the whole season. That's what college is all about, though. Going, you know, they, they try to chastise, on the news, they try to chastise these kids about going to parties and, having all this fun. It's like, why the fuck do you think they went to college? You know, do you think they're just going to sit in their dorms and twiddle their fucking thumbs and mm. have a little party on fucking, you know, whatever their little streaming deal is. They're going to go out. They're going to drink. They're going to go fuck. You know, it's, it's not, it's what college is all about. It's not about the learning. It's about networking fucking that in between time between like being a fucking kid and being an adult. And yeah. it's not about it's everyone's like, oh, I can't believe they don't realize what it's really about. It's like, no, they know what it's about. That's why they're there. Well, no, you should clarify. Student athletes have that mindset. I don't know if everybody has that mindset. Anyone who goes. OK, so there are some people <laughs> who sit in their dorms and do nothing mm. and. They don't know what college is really about. <laughs> The rest of the people, they know what college is actually about. They're not there. They're there. They study. They go to class, but they're usually so fucking bombed out that they don't know what the fuck they're even doing in class. You like, so when you go to college during a test day, if you go to like one of those big auditorium classes, you'll see what, like how many people are actually in that class. Mm. Cause I remember I had an auditorium class where like a hundred people would show up every single, like it was a Monday, Tuesday thursday class maybe but then on test day there wouldn't be enough seats like kids would have to sit on the stairs in the hallways to in between like the rows of like seats just to take this test there were so many kids in that class who didn't show up during the week for regular days the uh i well i heard i heard this or i read this really good quote from some (laughs) random person on reddit and i think i've kind of came to believe it <clears throat> I'll always recommend someone get higher education, by the way. That's my stance. But what this guy said was 
and I don't think this goes for all colleges. I think this probably goes more for like the universities that they quit being about education quite a while ago. What mm-hmm. it is, is you have to go there to get a slip that will then lead you to a better job, which is yeah. kind of true. Um, I kind of wish it wasn't, but sadly, that's kind of the the thing. But they do have like specialized schools that I think, um, you know, can really kind of focus the kids on what they're going after. You know yeah, I, mean? I really, I really think that guidance counselors sh- should steer some kids towards maybe getting like proficient in like ele- like electronic or uh, like electrical repair, doing mm-hmm. like plumbing, welding, going to those kind of schools. It seems like these these counselors are just like, oh yeah, just go to a four year, go to a four year school, go to a four year mm-hmm. school, and it's like they're just feeding into the system of kids who just waste their time and money at these schools. I was gonna say also another big thing, not only the slip of paper, but it's networking, mm-hmm. it's being around other smart, successful people who are going somewhere. Because if you don't go to school, who are you gonna end up hanging out with? The people that you used to hang out with high school in high school who also aren't going anywhere, you're probably going to end up working at the local wherever, and mm-hmm. you're just going to have the same conversations for 20 years that you had your senior year in high school, mm-hmm. you know. But going to a school, you're going to meet like more intelligent people, you're going to read more, obviously, you're going to mm-hmm. learn how to like think about issues, think about things, you're going to be. Like your mind is going to be opened up to so many more things. That's the really good thing about school is just networking, opening up your mind to bigger and better things for yourself and believing in yourself too. Like getting a win, like getting an A on that paper that everyone else bombed or doing really well in that group project, you know, even though somebody might have fucking slacked off, you did really well. That's another good thing. Well, that's an important life lesson right there. That's what it's going to be like in the workforce. Teaching you how to be successful is the main thing about a school. Yeah. That's what it should be. But it's about that school getting money, though. Yeah, that's what that, it's really that's become the about. the sad part. That is the part, I think, at the core of it is the sad part is, like, I don't know if they really care about you. They care about your money. No. Yeah. No, you're just a number. Yeah. It's not all schools. It's a lot of them. There's a yeah. lot of them. Uh, I can imagine... I don't know how Iowa is. Minnesota, they used to not really care much about their sports, but they've kind of shifted that a little bit. Well, it's such a, excuse me, it's such a big moneymaker, mm. just football. Mm. Like there's so many, so many of these East, East Coast schools were relying on basketball to make them money. But now they realize football surpassed basketball so much in the money-making that even schools that are huge basketball schools like Kansas, Kentucky, they're all trying to put money into football now. They're all trying to play catch-up with all these other SEC, ACC schools. ACC is really big for basketball. They're now trying to catch up with Clemson. Mm. They're trying to get more than just being a basketball you know, conference. They're trying to be a football conference too. Clemson just destroys them because Clemson put so much money into their football 20 years ago. Well, then, you know what I say? They're going to do that. Pay the fucking athletes. Yeah, they they need to pay the athletes or they need to give them an option to go semi-pro and get paid because they obviously can't just go. You can't just throw an 18-year-old into the NFL. They'll get mm. broken immediately. <laughs> but if you put them in a league full of other 18 to 21 year olds and maybe retired older guys who have lost a step or due to maybe are good, but not good enough for the NFL. Give them some money, 
get them like give them some money in their pocket, but don't give them so much that they go fucking insane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's kind of the sad life of some uh, uh, student athletes who you go to high school. Your number one goal is NFL. You have no yeah. backup plan. That doesn't happen. Then you're in trouble. I mean, I think a lot of kids, though, honestly, from what I've noticed, a lot of kids seem to be like, yes, I'm trying to be in the NFL, but I'm still taking my education education serious enough that this is a good backup plan. Yeah, and then there's some kids who are good enough to make it to the NFL, but then they're like, uh, actually, I just got a fucking electrical engineering degree and finished in the top 15% of my class. So mm-hmm. getting fucking banged around in the NFL on the line can go fuck itself. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go live a professional life. Um, a of, there's kids who do that too. I know Calvin Johnson was like obviously rich as fuck and like probably in the Hall of Fame, but I think he... I I think he has like a really good career now. I think, like he left at the age of thirty, but I think he had like enough of an education or whatever to get like a really good job. I think. Yeah, that's the thing too. You want to leave a lot of these, like a lot of these players, they'll be in the league for way too long, and they'll just end up getting just their brain just Mm. bashed in so much Mm. that it ends up that they really can't do anything after their pro career. I think Megatron, he got out at a really good time and he still got his physical abilities, his mental abilities with him. You know, Mm. he can still do stuff after his retirement. A lot of these guys end up staying for in for way too long, especially the dudes on the line. If you're on the line, a lot of people don't realize it because they don't take the massive hits, but they're getting hit in the head every single fucking play. So, yeah, it's uh, poor athletes, man. I mean, especially football and I think they're starting to find out about hockey doing it as well. A lot of head hits. Yeah. Um, well, it's just like that fucking documentary, uh, 30 for 30, Broke. They've got that one guy, the uh, financial advisor. He's, they're like, what what, uh, what advice would you give to a young up-and-coming athlete who's just going pro? He's like, don't be stupid. <laughs> Save your money. <laughs> yeah. Don't be going out. Don't be trying to you know keep up with the guys in the locker room. That's the smartest thing. They're making millions of dollars now, but what happens when those fucking checks Gone. don't come in anymore? That's why you and I would be great rich people, because we're very frugal. Now we would be great rich people. 18-year-old <laughs> us, we would be broke already. Oh, like, yeah, no matter yeah. how much money you gave us, 18-year-old me would be fucking broke as a joke. Maybe one day, uh, if Barry Satiro invites us to his, his manor and lets us in on his secret, maybe he'll take us for a ride on his time machine. It's our number one ultimate goal. We want to honestly, see him. I was going to say, honestly, if Barry Satiro could just give me a ride, one ride in his time machine, go back and tell myself to invest in Amazon in 1997, that'd be great. <laughs> You'd be rich as shit. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to close this up. I've been going about an hour and 10 minutes here. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the banter show. If you did like it, Definitely check out our Patreon. Uh, just search Subliminal Deception Podcast on Patreon. You can pull us right up. If you can't find it that way, go to the website, subliminaldeception.com. There's a direct link there that will take you right to the Patreon. $2 and up, you get access to these banter shows. They're great. Phil and I are going to try to do them um, probably every two, every week or two. So uh, yep. just extra content for you. Otherwise, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys.